I'm good to go, boys. All right. All right, cool. Cool. You ready for our typical intro? House plants <laughs> imprisoning me. All that I see. Okay. Nice. All right, let's do it. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to the House Plants Podcast. We talk about music, media. Oh, wait, don't forget. The mission of Jesus. And don't forget what? The mission of Jesus. So you cut me off. I was going to say that, but <laughs> and much, much more, obviously. So, you know, we uh, I think CJ came up, came up with our new one just a second ago. Yeah. He said where things are planted and things grow. Boom. The Psalm 92 podcast. Can't by the end of the year, can we make the tagline for this podcast like really, really, really long? <laughs> like, uh, welcome to Housewives Podcast. We're here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus, and so much more. Where wow. things are planted and things grow, yeah. and the Holy Spirit is uh, abounds, and where Psalm 92 is lived out in the yeah. through the heart of worship. Yeah. He's right. loving this. That's cool. Yeah. I no. feel like every podcast you guys should just add another tagline. I think It'll we should like going. telephone game. Yeah. Well, we yeah. record everything so we can just sort of chop it in there. <laughs> and then in the last <laughs> 10 minutes, the last 10 minutes of the last podcast yeah. for this year, we'll say, oh, and the topic is, ooh, we're out of time. Yeah. Well, we want to say, <laughs> check us out on our uh, Patreon. <laughs> All right. Very awesome. So, cool. to, so what song are we doing today, Zach? We are doing a song that CJ wrote and that we're going to ask him about in a little bit, uh, but it's called An Inward Baptism of Fire. And it is based on a couple different Charles Wesley poems. It is about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit and kind of Charles Wesley's experience. So, so CJ, real quick before we do this one, is there anything you want to tell our listeners about? Like what, what was your uh, motivation for writing this? Yeah, I, I think that the short version of it, I'm going to try and uh, condense because I don't want to uh, <laughs> take away the fire from later. Uh, pun intended, uh -huh. um, uh, is I wanted to, uh, I was, I was doing a class for Jonathan Powers. He's the, um, associate professor of worship at Asbury seminary. And I was doing an independent study and I wanted to focus in on the third person of the Trinity because the Holy spirit gets so little airtime, uh, in Christian music. Yeah. And, um, with Pentecost, uh, coming up that was something that was coming up at the time it is obviously now past pentecost sunday has happened i wanted to write a song that i could give back to my local congregation that we could sing and so that's Boom. kind of the heart behind which this was birthed there and, you go um, yeah. all right well well very cool well let's uh let's do our best uh uh we uh have asked CJ if it was okay if we could perform it since we're here in the uh, kind of recording yeah. studio part. So, uh, all right, let's give it a go. Very Kindle in 
embrace the word of Christ in full surrender. Gladly give every affection, word, and deed. Partake of His life divine, who fight in faith to overcome. They shall in His own image shine, whose nature and whose name is love, whose nature and whose name is love. They here shall be redeemed from sin. He shall be clothed in righteousness with fine His perfect love expels all fear, and by His grace they persevere, for He Himself assures His own, His nature and His name is love, His nature and His name is love. did a good job on it (laughs) holy cow i'm so honored guys that was that was wonderful it was really fun to play i i i uh i uh don't know i i tried to go falsetto on that third verse and i feel like i dropped out just a little bit but i got it at the end we're still working on i was gonna say you are a bold man my friend (laughs) i do like your range is insane i would never attempt to do that yeah We were just trying to create some dynamics so like it kind yeah. of felt like we were doing something different each verse just for Dude, fun. You you did it and holy yeah. cow. That that sounded great. Thanks, thanks so much yeah, thanks. for being willing to wow. It was, that was awesome. Thanks for thanks. introducing us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um we yeah. uh and I'll just say uh it was really fun when I first met you CJ to to kind of get with everybody over there at Asbury and play music and um yeah. I think it just yeah. I think everybody has their own like kind of specific genius when they're involved in music. Like even, even somebody like, you know, all I'm saying is, uh, I can maybe hit that falsetto note, but then, you know, you're the one who arranged it. So I'm really just, uh, everybody has a different, gift. I'm accenting you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everybody yeah. has a different gift. So. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Zach, 
Yeah. How did you meet CJ? I met CJ um, this past semester at the beginning of the spring. Um, And I had left a full-time job at a local church and I was kind of leaning more into seminary and I had gotten to know Jonathan Powers. Who we've had on the podcast. Yes. Go check out his episode. Yeah. It was super cool to talk to him. Um, But yeah, uh, Jonathan was like, you should uh, lean into this chapel team because they could use worship leaders. And now I am on staff. So it was kind of like a uh, little bit of a thrown into the fire kind of situation. But it's been fun. It's been good. And God's been teaching me a lot through it. Awesome. So So before we get to before we have CJ talk a little bit about himself. Um, we usually ask the guests to pray. CJ, is that weird for you to pray over a mic? Um, n- no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally good. <laughs> He's with a little bit used after- to praying over a mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. after a, a few years at seminary, I would, I would hope that the answer would be, you know what? I think, I think that we're okay with this. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, uh, in your own time, my friend. Yeah. Well, Lord, we give thanks and praise for who you are. Um, Father, it's an honor to come before you, and I thank you for the gift that you've given and uh, just what we're having right now in the podcast. Uh, Lord, thank you for this time of worship that we've had through song. Uh, thank you that we could take time just to remember the work of the of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that your name has brought glory in what we do, and it's only it's only for you and because of you that we are doing what we do. Uh, you're, you are worthy of all of our affection. You're wor- you are worthy of all of all, all that we are. And so we come before you and we give thanks and praise. And um, Lord, I ask that you by your spirit would continue to be with us as we go throughout the podcast and uh, that you would bring to our memory uh, things that we have wanted to say, as well as that you would quicken our spirits to be in step with your spirit. And um, we give you the glory and the praise. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Yeah, so it's been a few weeks since I've talked to you, except for the other day on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You've been uh, traveling. You've been to Ecuador. Yep. And you've, uh, I guess you, I don't know if it's a new position, but you started working at a, at a church in, was it North Bend, Indiana? South Bend. South Bend. Is there a North Bend, Indiana? I don't think there is. <laughs> there, there's a North Bendix Woods. So you're, you're really close. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. CJ. Yes. Who are you? <laughs> I mean, well, I really, born. who the heck are you? <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead, man. Um, yeah. Well, um, so, uh, I am a recent graduate of Asbury seminary. Um, that's how I know Zach. That's the connection there. Uh, was there for the last Boom. four years, uh, getting my, uh, masters of divinity there. Um, but I'm from South Bend, Indiana. It's the Northern part. Yeah. Of Indiana. So that's where you were right, Zach. You were right. You were, were yeah. Up in the far north, but it's called South Bend. It's, it's really funny. I knew it was way um, up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we are literally a stone's throw from the Michigan border. Um, Without a compass, south could be any direction. It, 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 I it mean, really could be. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, born and raised in northern Indiana. 
Um, and uh, I, through a series of events, um, found myself at Asbury Seminary four years ago. Um, I had never expected I would be getting a master's degree. That was part of my journey in obedience to Jesus. And that was at the end of my senior year at Bethel College, mm-hmm. which is here in Mishawaka. And um, it just, Asbury kept surfacing. And I had some mentors who were like, hey, have you considered getting a master's degree? And I was like, no, I really <laughs> haven't. Yeah. I'm really not interested in doing more school. Why like, would I do that to myself? Yeah, yeah. I, I just did like three years of practical ministry out at New Life Church in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And then I came and I did four years of school at Bethel getting a ministry degree. And I'm ready to jump into ministry. I've been at this for seven years. Surely I'm ready to jump in. <laughs> and the Lord was like, I'm asking you to take a step here. Uh, it was purely a step of obedience. And yeah. that was for me what led me to Asbury. And I wouldn't change it for anything. Uh, so much of who I am today is because of saying yes to Jesus and over and over again, not just saying yes to Jesus at yeah. Asbury, but it's, I've learned to hear his voice in those whispers where sometimes it doesn't make sense, uh-huh. but I know it's him. And, um, the most recent one that I'm so grateful for is I said yes to Asbury and yeah. he was so faithful. And awesome uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation tonight had that never happened. Yeah. So. We had a we had a guest on a podcast recently, Brian Duncan, and we talked a lot about um, kind of going when God says go and stepping down when He says step down, and um, yeah. Like, uh, but the the real trouble that we go through, uh, all of us, uh, me, you, and Zach, but all of us as Christians and just as people trying to figure out our careers is is being able to say this seems completely wrong, but God said to do it. So I guess I'm going to do goes it against uh, my common sense or like, what I, even what I want to do. Sometimes my money is, yeah. is in jeopardy. My yeah. time and everything else is in jeopardy, yeah. but God says go. And so we're yeah. happy that you decided to say yes to God in that moment. Yeah. 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 It requires risk, but at the same time, if you have faith in, in Jesus that he's leading and guiding us, you know, it's yeah. not really a risk. Yeah, uh, it's stepping out on the faith that we know can hold us. He ain't never done me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Even like tying it into like one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite authors and people to learn from um, is uh, just from John Wimber. I mean, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. Is that uh, the but, guy who founded the Vineyard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he has a uh, he kind of has a phrase he coined, and it was spelled. It, it was. Uh, Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Mm. And Boom. oftentimes, um, yeah, it's, it's a uh, faith is never blind. Um, it is, but that doesn't mean it's not a risk. And it's right. the Lord, I'm going to trust you at your word. I know that I know that I'm hearing you in this. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take you at your word. And, uh, you know, there's that hymn we lean into, you know, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just yeah. take him at his word. Um, so, and it's that I always lean into Lord. I've gave my, I've gave my will to you. I've gave my heart to you. I'm trusting that you really are a good shepherd and that you lead me in paths of righteousness for your namesake. Your name is on the line in the way you lead me. And so if I am surrendered and obedient as best as I know how, 
it's for the glory of your name that you're going to lead me into this. So I'm trusting, I'm trusting you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trusting you. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. So, yeah. So, um, what sort of drew you into, um, uh, worship leadership? Yeah. Um, honestly, I got tired of hitting repeat on the passion road to one day album when I was 12 years old, <laughs> yeah. I was, I got drawn into the song, um, we are hungry and I hit repeat on that CD over and over again on that song. We are hungry. Uh, do you guys remember that song by chance? It's yeah. It goes like this. I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. Wow. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> but maybe that could be your next song. No, there's, I, I only know the other one. That's like from like, I guess the late nineties, early two thousands. And it's like, uh, hungry. I run to you. It's like, um, yeah. Um, oh, for yeah. I know you satisfy. So I wait for you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only one yeah, I know. Is that is that not the one? No, that's the one that Catherine Scott does. Okay. Um, so this mm. one, it's, uh, um, Lord, I want more of you. Living water rain down on me. It's just, it's an old. It's a, it's an OG passion song. It yeah. is Classy. way, way, yeah. way old. But anyway, I was 12 years old and that song, it was just a season of life I was in, but that song really drew me in and I got tired of hit and repeat. And I was like, you know, I want to learn guitar. I want to play this song. Yeah. I want to, I want to be able to sing it. Sorry. I don't know if you can hear my dog. She's barking in the background. <laughs> She's a good little pup. Yeah, she is. Um, so I, I live in northern Indiana, and we, uh, we're surrounded by uh, hay fields, and yeah. our hay is getting cut. So uh, she's barking at the Why tractor. are you in my yard? Yeah. <laughs> so, That's my yard you're in, cutting. Yeah, I know. So, um, anyway, oh, sorry Midwest. about that. She'll, she'll calm down here in a second. Oh, you're good. I have a dog that uh, is very territorial as well. She she barks at cats and dogs, but not people. So it's like really confused. <laughs> yeah, she's just yeah. like she's like people are fine. They're always nice to me, but cats and dogs, no way. Yeah. I'm the only thing on four legs here. <laughs> yeah. So yep. yeah, so um, yeah. Long story short, when I was 12, uh, that was really where a desire to learn guitar came from, and awesome. it was I just wanted to be able to give back to the Lord the song that was on my heart. And, uh, at the time it was, we were hungry. Uh, and, um, I didn't get into worship leading because I wanted to, it was yeah. something that kind of just happened. Um, yeah. because nobody else would do it. And they were like, uh-huh. Oh, CJ, you play mm-hmm. guitar. And, uh, just roped in. It was needed at church. Yeah. Yeah. It was needed at church. I had a youth yeah. pastor who was like, really, really big into pulling gifts out of people. Um, even if they didn't feel like they were ready and it's, it's not like, like that can sound wrong because you never want to push that too far where it can like, you know, you're abusing the gifts that are in people and you don't see the person any longer. But he's good. And all you see is the gift, but I didn't have a gift. (laughs) Like that was the thing. He was just like, dude, I see something in you. And I'm like, I'm kind of tone deaf, bro. I, I can't uh-huh. really hear when I'm changing from G D E minor C, uh-huh. but we'll go with it. Yeah. And uh, the Lord opened up my ears um, in the process of saying yes to leading worship. And it was, yeah. 
that was where music became like a language and I didn't realize that. And, um, that's kind of, I grew up in a home where worship was always happening, um, via CD. Yeah. <laughs> like my parents, my parents are not musical by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Huh. But so there was that kind of an environment I was yeah. raised in, but in terms of like saying yes to like worship leadership, that's something that it kind of just, I kind of just like stumbled into yeah. and I just kept saying yes, where it was like, <laughs> look, I know I'm not the most gifted musician that's here. I just love Jesus and I want other people to love Jesus too. All you so need. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was written. I was like, you put, you put me in front of a microphone. All I'm going to do is like do the same thing that's happening in my room. Cause that's all I know to do. Yeah. And that's like, I'm going to worship the Lord. And it was, I didn't really realize what was happening at the time, but what it was, was it was, I was letting people have a window into, this is how I worship the Lord. Yeah. Will you join me in coming before him? Cause he's worthy. And yeah. that was really the wor- the beginning of my worship leadership. That's, I, really, um, that's really common, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> worship leaders always say like, it starts with my relationship to the Lord. And then I tr- get that to where it outpours and yeah. I'm inviting other people into it because you know, I'm passionate about being in the presence of God. I just want other people to join me with that, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say too, that like, you know, God never called us to be perfect, but he did call us to show up, you know, and give what we can. So (laughs) that's all you can do. If, if, if what you can give is like uh, a little worship music here and there to the best of your ability, I think God says, okay, this, this guy's given his last two cents. Like he's good to go. You were basically recruited for your piano skills Back in the day at North. We don't need to go over all this stuff. (laughs) I want to hear about CJ, but I, I, um, well, I'll just say that, uh, I had kind of like a weird, like freak God gift thing of music where at like four years old, I was playing like, yeah, furry lease on the piano and crap. That's awesome, man. (laughs) But, but it was, it was only like when I went through this like long, like muscle problem journey that like God spun it all around for him instead of like for my own like rock stardom or whatever. Yeah. And so instead of, uh, trying like and struggling in California right now to be some like band dude, I'm like doing music on a podcast. You're just a regular dude. Yeah. Just a regular (laughs) dude. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing too, is like, um, uh, I think when people are young, their first, uh, like if they have any promise in any particular thing that they're good at, the first thing the parents think or that they think is like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be like the rock star of this. Yeah. And that'll be like my thing. And I'll make like a crap ton of money. And I think God goes like, you could be a rock star for you or you could be a rock star for me. (laughs) And then like when you figure that one out, you're like, Oh, I don't like care if I'm like a rock star anymore. Like that was kind of my revelation. And so just like you, CJ, you're like, all right, I, I I have this gift. I'm going to just come and be a worship leader. Like as soon as you started singing, you weren't your, your first thought wasn't to go. Yep. Heading out on the road. I'm going to have my first album out. It's going to sell. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, so. you wouldn't like, yeah, I was, I was all over the place, even like vocally. Like it was, it was rough, man. Yeah. Like, uh, but what, what I, I'll what say, I did know how I'm just kidding. It was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. 
That was just a joke. You would have been there. It was those first few years. It was rough, but like it was what I did have was, um, I want people to encounter Jesus, and like that's where the Lord. I really do believe the Lord blesses the intent of the heart, and like His love does cover over a multitude of deficiencies. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely for sure. So awesome. Boom, boom. And um, Zach, I know that you said, so what's what's going on like with like the new position at the church? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm at Southgate Church. It's in South Bend, Indiana. It's the church I grew up at, actually. It's an Assemblies of God church, so I'll tie that into uh, what is... Yeah, what AFG. the heck is that? <laughs> yeah. So, Assemblies of God. Um so Assemblies of God is a denomination that predominantly came out of the Wesleyan holiness movement. And um, uh, uh, another branch of yeah. Methodism. Yeah. And it's people who went to Azusa Street in 1906 um, and were a part of the movement that was happening there in L.A. for three years. And they were just really responding to the outpouring of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And at that time in 1906, it was, uh, the evidence that was primarily happening when people were coming out there and they were being baptized in the spirit was they were speaking in tongues. Yeah. And so like, that's kind of like a hallmark of like Pentecostal theology. They tie a lot of things to the gift of tongues. Um, and one of the things that I think is really important is to recognize that here in 2019, the world, like the Holy Spirit up to 1906 had kind of been relegated as more of like, he's the third person of the Trinity. We won't really talk about him. Yeah. Um, I mean, still today in many churches, there's that book by, I think it's Francis Chan, Forgotten God. Yeah. And it's all about the Holy Spirit. And I think, I think that title's kind of right on the nose. Like, yeah. We don't think about the Holy Spirit. And some people are like, eh, I'm afraid to go into that direction. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, for, for, for good reason. I mean, like if we look at the last, you know, the past, the decades since 1906, actually. So the assemblies of God was an offshoot of Methodism, but yeah. they were having this experience and they were trying to back it up with theology. And yeah. you had all these people who were like, Hey, that's really cool that that's happening, but it's also really not cool that it's happening because yeah. we don't know how to classify this. This doesn't fit in our frame of Just, reference of yeah. like, you're speaking in tongues. We don't know if this is okay. Yeah. Is um, it safe? And <laughs> like Pentecostals were like, yeah. no, this is like Acts 2 all over again. This is like a resurgence. Yeah. And they like really hammered, they like really doubled down on that. And in 19... 19- I believe it's 16. That was when the general council was formed for the assemblies of God. And there were, and they were like, that was where they were formally breaking away from Methodism and the Wesleyan holiness movement and saying, we embrace our heritage, but we're taking it, taking what we've experienced and saying, this is not only something that we've experienced, but it's something that is available to every believer. So Um. (laughs) some popular churches today who have came out of the assemblies of God that you may know of would be like Hillsong. They were like a flagship, uh, assemblies of God church. Really? Um, Bethel Redding, uh, was associated with the assemblies of God up until last year. Um, so it's just like, there's, there's a lot of churches where there's move. There's a predisposition to saying yes to the leading of the Holy spirit in the moment. 
Yeah. And like, that was the thing I grew up with was an awareness of, um, the ministry of the spirit means he's moving among us in this moment and we welcome him as a person Yeah, and we want to respond to him in this moment. So it's making right. room for that moment to happen. Um, okay. So, uh, one of the things where like, I kind of have pulled back a little bit, I'm like a shade away from like classic Pentecostal, uh, classic Pentecostal theology. And it's, I do not believe that speaking in tongues is the only evidence of the baptism of the Holy yeah, Spirit. You were kind of sharing a little bit about this with me um, before you graduated. And I, I really like what you have to say on this. Yeah. So. Well, cause the giving of the, Jesus said it is better or it is to your advantage in John 16 that I go away so that the Holy Spirit might come. Yeah. And like, that's something that if it's to our advantage, why would the Lord make it about just a single gift? Sure. And yeah. he doesn't. In Acts 1, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, that you would be my witnesses. The baptism of the Spirit is about yeah. being a witness of the risen Savior. And if, and I think that if anything in our day and age, it's the testifying to, I believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Like this identifies us like with, like, we, I feel like we are already back to being like with the, you know, early disciples where it's, no, we're not crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Believe in a historical resurrection. Like yeah. I, I really do believe that. And it's like, you may think that's crazy, but it's like, I've seen God yeah. in his hand of redemption and in salvation, not just save us so we can go to heaven someday. Yeah. He's wanting to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. Right. And so like the healing of the sick, it's the reversal of the yeah. curse. Right. It's, you know, the, the evidence of, you know, having boldness to witness is yeah. testifying to the resurrection that we have in Christ. It's not just hope for an afterlife. It's right. hope in the present life. So it's like, as opposed to telling somebody like, Oh, you didn't speak in tongues. You must not be saved. But at the same time, it's like, if you are baptized of the Holy spirit, there's going to be like a difference in, in like how you, like you're going to have the ability to witness and like, yeah. you're going to want to talk about Jesus and, yeah. and, um, and speak the, about it. Yeah. And like, that's where yeah. you're, you're getting to it. It's the, I do believe your tongue is changed. Whether or yeah. not you receive a prayer language is, is irrelevant. Yeah. I would hope everyone does, but the reality is I know some people don't. And I do believe it is available, but, uh, but like the primary reason for the baptism of the spirit wasn't so we could speak in tongues, but it was that we would have boldness to witness. And that even yeah. like ties into Charles Wesley, which goes to the song, you know, Charles yeah. Wesley, his Pentecost experience is what I was pulling a lot of this out of. And, you know, it was when, um, he had been a prolific writer, but with his Pentecost experience, which was just a few days before John's Aldersgate experience. Yeah. He had this baptism and he felt as if his tongue was loosed. Right. And that was his response was, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Yeah. That's what that's, that's Charles Wesley's like, that's his Pentecost yeah. hymn. Right. And it's oh for a thousand tongues to sing my our, our great redeemer's praise. Um but um when I was doing this poem, I was leaning into um like the there's this book, it's called The Lyrical Theology uh -huh. of Charles Wesley. Yeah. And it's by S. T. Kimbra. Yeah. Um 
So I know link. Zach. I'll put a link in the description for you guys if you want to look into it. It's yeah, very much say. it's very much a textbook, um, but <laughs> but it could be interesting to some, <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yeah. I will say the the first like five chapters are dense because it's yeah. going through like a history of Charles Wesley. Yeah. A, trying to understand his stuff, but it gives you really good meat for understanding literally the last three quarters of the book, which is all of his poems. Um, a lot of which have not like they're, they're metered, but they haven't been put to tunes. Yeah. And so what happened was I just went to, um, in the poetical selections, I went to, um, part three, which is all about the Holy spirit. Uh And, um, specifically the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what I was doing is I was thumbing my way through it was I, I came across uh, poem 69 and poem 70. Uh, poem 69 is called An Inward Baptism, Lord of Fire. And poem 70 is Partakers of the Life Divine. And um, one of the things that Charles Wesley says in here that he repeats again through some of his other works is... Um, in a refrain in stanza four, he says, set to my seal that true thou art thy nature and thy name is love. That became like Charles Wesley's confession yeah. uh, of the Lord when he experienced him. And that was like his pen, like kind of like a Pentecostal confession was thy nature and thy name is love. Yeah. And so even like in the song, what I wanted to do was I wanted to move through kind of like, picturing ourselves in like an acts two environment where what would it look like to be part of the believers in the upper room where it's a petitioning to the Lord uh-huh. asking for the gift of the father asking for the spirit. So it starts with petition, but then it's like moving to that second, like that first verse and inward baptism, Lord yeah. of fire tis all my longest soul's desire. Baptize me into Jesus name. This only this, my soul can save. I wanted yeah. to like really incorporate what does it mean to petition for lord i'm asking for a baptism of fire i'm asking for a baptism of your spirit yeah um and then like moving into the work of the spirit and then like even like verse two that's like moving into like that the work of justification yeah and it's also verse three the work of sanctification i mean how many songs do you hear about like the sanctifying work of the spirit here on earth yeah that's Um, one of those not many yeah we, we talked a few episodes back about like gaps that are in the um, that are like in our worship lyrics. Like there's there's uh, yeah. subjects that we just don't really tackle. We leave alone. I think it's I think yeah. I think the the issue we touched on before when we were concerning like modern day Christian and worship music is that um, in an attempt to hit like a wide array of listeners you've like backed off of some of the stuff that's like super duper important to like walking oh, yeah. with God. So instead of singing a song where you say like, like I could make up one, it's just I don't know if it were, if the song if the song sounds like this, if it's like, um, you are good God, you are good God, yeah, and we love you as you loved us, and like right. everybody's like, oh yeah, what but, a hook. <laughs> and then like, um, but like sometimes you need to hear like, you know, like, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> this is a bad example, but I actually really like this song. Do you, do you know uh, There's Something in the Water by <laughs> Carrie Underwood? It's like a very specific story about how her pastor took her down to a river and baptized her, and then yeah. she was forever changed. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I was like, that is both approachable and very specific and actually yeah. talks about the transforming power of like being baptized. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, like if a non, like a sort of non-Christian, like regular artist can do this. She's, she's a Christian, but I just mean like, she's also she's contemporary. contemporary yeah. Artist, but yeah. like if like, why can't Christians like do that more? Right. <laughs> like uh, that's a bad example. I'm sure there's much better ones, but my whole thing is like, I agree. I think that, um, we're not getting into the real things. We're missing of, some of, of the richness. In, yeah. In exchange for like mass appeal. Like yeah, know. yeah. It's it's feel yeah. good. It's feel good worship for the purpose of of yeah. outreach. And the idea of that isn't necessarily inherently wrong because you do want to outreach, but there is a time when you need to d- uh, dig a little deeper, as I would say. Right. <laughs> yeah, and there's even like. I think guys like Andrew Peterson, like he's oh, a yeah. guy, mo- a modern guy who I think he he's doing some great work. You need to check him out. Um, okay. Yeah. I've not yeah. heard of this guy. Yeah. He's good. I'm one of those lamos who's like, whatever. Music was only good if it's 10 years or more old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hate modern stuff. In nine years, <laughs> look up Andrew Peterson. Okay. In nine years. Yes, I will. I'll look him up. <laughs> well, if Andrew Peterson is too modern, you can go back. And look at Rich Mullins and you'll be. Oh, I love Rich Mullins. I'm a huge Rich Mullins fan. You can't not like it. I love it. Um, (laughs) So, so let me, let me get into some subject stuff because we're really touching on this Pentecost and Holy Spirit thing. I want to keep the ball rolling. Yeah. We were talking about like one of the questions we have on here is uh, like uh, Zach, Zach wrote these questions, but I'll just, I'll just get us started here. Why, why do you think more people don't write stuff about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit in their worship? Why do you think people don't do that? Yeah, where is it? (laughs) Like, what's the holdup, bub? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I I feel like this is also one where I would love if Jonathan Powers were here. And I could be like, hey, um, (laughs) I think you would be really good at answering this. I think we did ask him something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we did ask him something to that effect. But um, yeah. the great thing about this podcast is that we like hearing discussion type opinions. So yeah, we yeah. like hearing. So we voices. don't even if you don't think uh, you know you have like a big insight. Opinion is good too because you're a worship yeah, leader for sure. But if you don't if you don't really have a good answer, it's no big deal. I I, I guess if I would to answer that question, I would say um, I think that the problem is like we had touched on is that our wh- why are we being why are we motivated to write the song anyway? So like you start there, right? If you're a Christian artist or if you're just a worship leader in general, like what's your motivation for writing the song? Is it to, to sell the song to, to, to be successful with the song or is it to be a leading of the community of your church to connect with God through worship? Or is it uh, a personal cry to God from you to him? Uh, You know, there's a lot of reasons to write a song. And I think that, for the most part right now, there's nobody that says to themselves, and this is a sad story, but I think there's people that don't say this to themselves enough. Like the Holy spirit is super important and I need uh, God to know that I know that. (laughs) Yeah. He's that, uh, that third scary one out of the three. (laughs) 
Yeah. Father, son, totally fine. Old Testament, New Testament, basically. Yeah. But then, uh, <laughs> that's what people think. And yeah. then, uh, but the Holy Spirit, what is that? Just some like weird ghost that's like in you, but not like whatever, man. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah, even the yeah, word, I mean, even the word ghost. <laughs> yeah. <It's a> ghost. <laughs> I mean, Gordon Fee in his book, Paul, the Spirit and the People of God, wrote about this and had a chapter where it's really great and I never forgot it and it was um, he was talking about how one day he was teaching in class and they got to the Holy Spirit and he was asking students about the Spirit and one of his students said when he was like when you picture the Holy Spirit what comes to mind yeah. and the student raises his hand and he's like honestly just like a gray oblong blur huh hmm. and I feel like <laughs> that's like a really honest answer. And yeah. like, that's, that's where the majority of each songs leave us when it's who is the Holy spirit? Well, I don't know. Cause like things like we just said, like spirit, like do we believe in spirits? Like yeah. we believe, like we live in, you know, we're after the enlightenment when supposedly we got really smart yeah, and we put away things that were childish from, you know, uh, previous cultures and previous times in human history where we believed in that superstitious stuff. And yeah. if something yeah. can't be replicated and if something can't be repeated, then it must not be actually believable. And if I, I can't see it and it, I can't test it. it. Yeah. 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 yeah so I could only empirical. touch the touch his hands and put my fingers in his side then maybe i would believe <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? Well, like, um, we talked to one, uh, I, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that was, that was, that was pretty much. Oh, I was just, all I was going to say was in an earlier episode, we talked about like where we're, what we're hearing from, like who we're hearing from and how that's like motivating us. And, uh, like whenever you think about why people do something bad or why they do something good or trying to decide which is right, one decision or the other, you start to think uh, as a Christian, hopefully you start to think like, like I need to hear from God on this. Right. And so. Without the Holy Spirit, I think you're handicapped in that way. But there's also early on in the Old Testament, it talks about this like inherent goodness that all people know uh, that they've received. And so it, it, it kind of gets a little muddy. But I, I Are think you it, about like Romans one kind of a thing like, <laughs> oh, they were. Yeah, they were like given some idea of God. Yeah. Like, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So so the thing that's weird, though, I think, is that like, um, I think people don't understand that the Holy Spirit is God talking directly to you in your heart, like in your spirit. But um, when people when you tell somebody that and they're they're maybe not a believer or maybe a Christian who hasn't yet accepted Jesus Christ, like they're still on that like path or whatever. I think it's way, way harder to explain how that is rather than to, for them to just experience that. It's definitely an experiential kind of thing. It's hard to put words to it. Because, like, it's it's not even that you hear from God as much as your, like, mm. heart is changed. Yeah. Zach even, even touched on that with the, uh, like, the kind of conscience yeah. thing that goes on with that. Well, and even um, think about the images that we use to describe the Holy Spirit. We always talk about, like, a wind or a fire or, like, a, a rushing sound. Um, things that are like straight out of like acts or other places in the Bible. And um, if you think about it, those things are very impersonal. So I think they can't really capture the right. personhood of the Holy spirit. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, there's, there's a scripture I can, I can read uh, that I would love to read actually. Let me, uh, 
pull this up really quick on my phone because I don't have uh, my Bible in front of me. I'm usually flipping through pages of my Bible, but. It's um, funny because your Bible is literally in front of you. Oh, it is. Hold on. Further away. <laughs> oh, dang it. I'm too busy uh, doing other stuff. All right. Yeah, I will flip this open just for the foley of it, just for yeah. the sound. We like to try to capture the sound effects of the pages turning. So here we go. It's very appealing. It's very relaxing to listen to. Um, I don't want to be creepy because I think this is a whole creepy thing, but here's a little ASMR for you. Right. Biblical ASMR. There you go. God is speaking in the book. Okay. So <laughs> John 14, 26. Here's my, here's my little scripture I'll read. Um, John 14, 26. I'll start in 25. All of this I've spoken while still with you, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And then in 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give it up as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So let me just hit a little truth here. Jesus is like, I'm heading out, but guess what? Holy Spirit's coming and you can trust (laughs) in that to guide you. And so when people kind of can't get their mind around this idea that there's something inside of them guiding them, once you get there, though, you'll get it. You don't need to be explained once you kind of have the Holy Spirit living in you. I think. Right. Well, and one of the things I, I, I love to point to is, you know, Jesus said, I, I hit on this earlier. Jesus said, it is better that I go away, that the Holy Spirit yeah. will come. Mm-hmm. And I think that so often we don't really live into that and believe that that's yeah. a reality because yeah. we're always asking what would it look like if Jesus were here or what would Jesus do? Or like, it would just be so much better if Jesus were here. And Jesus is like, no, 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 you guys don't get it. I told yeah. you it would be better that I go away, that the Holy spirit would come. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that's a, a key window into that is look at the lives of the disciples who followed Jesus for three and a half years. They experienced him. They saw him face to face. Yeah. And they still denied him. Like, right. I get it. Like, like, being underneath the threat of Rome, being like literally staring at a cross, like staring at the execute, like a method of execution, I would have probably been running too. But yeah. there was something about <laughs> the resurrection and the encounter they had with the Holy Spirit yeah. in Acts that takes those same ordinary people. And you see the testimony like in Acts 3 and Acts 4 of like the Pharisees and the yeah. teachers of law and the Sanhedrin are like, Whoa, these are unschooled, ordinary dudes, and they're preaching with boldness. And they're what calling the those happened? they're calling those Pharisees out and they're like, We yeah. don't want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even Peter, like he stands up, he's like, This Jesus whom you crucified. The same they're guy They're like, do not say it, do not say that to us. <laughs> the same guy that denied him now right. now his fear is gone. Yeah. And so like this and is he where- was a guy with a lot of fear like leading up yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Boom. this is where I love the Holy Spirit. I, I love how the Holy Spirit has, I was markedly different after my encounter of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I can, t- I can say from personal experience, I followed Jesus. I loved Jesus. But when I was nine years old, there was a change that happened yeah. when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it was, I literally had this it was like someone turned the power voltage on inside of me and it was like all of a sudden there was this like hunger and this desire to know people and to love people and 
to just, I wanted everybody to know about Jesus and that it, my life was markedly different. Sure. And like, that's just my personal experience, but it's like putting that into theological, like theologically, just like looking at Acts one through four. I think that's so necessary for the church today because yeah. we live in a culture that says your salvation is when you find your true self. Your salvation is when you no longer admit you're broken. It's when you accept the fact that you're whole and you need to love yourself. You need to become more true to yourself. And actually that's more Hinduism than it is anything else. That's closer to saying like, you need to find your Atman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's the, like, you know, we all have self-actualization. Yeah. We're we're literally the top (laughs) thing in like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right, is right. self actualization. Um, yeah. me and me and Zach, I think, are going to plan an episode to talk about this new like self love mantra and how it like seems right. <laughs> Oprahism, maybe it sounds right. It yeah. sounds good on a Facebook post yeah. to be like, you need to love yourself and don't worry about anybody else yeah. and just be happy for you. Everybody's like, oh yeah, that's right. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's I think that part of it is even because we haven't as Christians displayed what it looks like to live a bold life of Christianity that's filled with the spirit. Right. It's the, no, 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 no. You aren't saved when you become your true self. You're saved when you are your surrendered self. And it's Mm. that you realize it is not my image. I'm being conformed to. It is his. I'm coming back to the creator. I'm no longer bent inward, which is that even like the line in Charles Wesley's, poem that's so beautiful straight like being straightened straightened i am till this be done boom father and me reveal thy son like that is a cry for i understand the inward bent of sin but by your spirit would you straighten me would you renew me to the original design that you dreamed of in eden and it's that the giving of the spirit is the return to the garden the giving of the spirit is (laughs) this place where it's saying I no longer am subscribing to the story and the narrative of this age. I want to be baptized so I can help be a part of the new creation. So. Boom. Yeah. So, um, you think we should talk about the Holy Spirit more? Is what you're Probably. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a coin flip on this one because I'm not yeah, exactly yeah. sure, but... Okay, so how can we live more into that mindset when it comes to our worship? The day, the things that we do every week at church, how can we bring that mindset in and stay in that Pentecost mode? Yeah, that's a, Zach, that's a great question. And um, I'm going to just offer up an answer. I don't think this is the answer. Sure. Yeah. But this is something that I think is really is really crucial to any kind of worship service and it's understanding I'm not here for me. Yeah. I'm here I'm here for the Lord and I'm here to be a part of the community of saints and to testify of the of the risen Lord. And I think that when we rec- like when we recognize we come together as the body of Christ to declare the worthiness of Jesus. One of the things is that can't happen without the ushering of the Holy Spirit. And so it's something I grew up with. My parents taught me that I think is something that's really simple, but has been deeply formative for me is I enter, whenever I enter a room, whenever I enter a worship service, whenever I would even go into a classroom at Asbury, I would always say, come Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, 
that's the that's the that's scriptural it's the, like the spirit and the bride say yeah. come that's revelation 22 right. it's uh there was a um author um named Kanta La Mesa this was a book i i read for dr Siemens class it's called come creator spirit uh this is a it's meditations on Vinnie creator which is um it's a ancient confession of pentecost that the church yeah. has said every pentecost sunday um since the ninth century and so like come creator spirit is not just the cry of revelation 22 you know the spirit and the bride say come um you know it's not just all who are thirsty that beautiful vineyard song where it's just you know come lord jesus come come holy spirit come but it's an invitation and i think that there is something that is deeply needed about a response of the heart that's of invitation Mm. um and I think that the spirit of Pentecost, if we want to talk about that in Acts 2, is of expectation, of longing, and invitation. What does it look like to live lifestyles of expectation, longing, and invitation? And come, Holy Spirit, wherever you go. And yeah. just being willing to listen and respond to, it may seem as insignificant as the, Lord's, the Lord puts on your heart, hey, um, go pick up that gum wrapper. That may seem insignificant, but like, there's actually a story to that. Like I went over and I picked up a gum wrapper and I threw it away. And there was this person who came up to me. Um, I was just walking down the sidewalk and they came up to me and that led to a 20 minute conversation where I got to lead that person to the Lord. They were just like, I've seen literally tens of people walk by and just no one picks up a wrapper. Why would you pick up a wrapper? I was like, well, the priest well, and the Levite wouldn't pick up the wrapper. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Vanilla ice wood. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> sorry, that was a really bad dad joke. No, um, I love it. That was good. But <clears throat> like, it basically led into like saying, well, it may seem really stupid, but like, I just really want to make sure that the earth is taken care of. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> That sounds really green. Are you like a green, like crazy person that's like recycling everything? I was like, well, uh, I, I am Irish. So like one of my favorite colors is green. <laughs> Me too. But I was like, <laughs> yes. That's right. We like, got a McSweeney here. Yep. Yeah. And a hawk and a yeah. crasser. Put a, <laughs> put a O and an apostrophe in front of that and uh, I'll be happy. Or MC. Yeah. Mick Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. From your friend. Oh, oh, Hawk. From the German country. All right. So let me, let me try and let me see if I got this right. I'm going to recap. Okay. So first thing, um, your church is basically like Pentecostal or Methodist. That's about all we need to know. Uh, you're crazy because you believe in stuff with the Holy spirit. (laughs) Uh, nobody needs to pay attention to acts and, uh, yeah, basically, um, Worship music is easy if you just kind of reach a right audience, and that's all we need to know. So, <laughs> get those plays. let's move on. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, uh, <laughs> all right, being serious now. Uh, everybody, remember that was a opposite day kind of situation. So, <laughs> don't pay attention. Is that on the church calendar? <laughs> opposite day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, there's <laughs> like one weird scripture you can interpret that way. It's like, <laughs> oh, and he said that things would be in reverse. Like, see. 
See the stole? <laughs> it's inside out. See what day? What day is today? Today is uh, June nineteenth, the nineteenth of the sixth month. <laughs> All right. So, um, so let me just ask you this before we move on to our final question because we're getting towards the end of our yeah. time. Um, uh, like so, Zach said, "How can we live that out?" Right. So you you uh, give your answer. I will just ask you like a follow up to that. How do we? How do we kind of like do that? So I guess my question. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. Um, The Holy Spirit and Pentecost, if we're talking about this idea of like the Holy Spirit being like very, very, very important. So uh, Jonathan Powers kind of like talked about how the Trinity needs to be in its its totality needs to be uh, done. But most of it is directed towards Jesus. So my question is. Well, and he talked about how when we pray or when we do anything, it's, uh, it's in Christ through the power of the Holy spirit to right. God. So like let me just classic. So let me just strip everything with music and all that stuff away and just ask yeah. you, if you can sum up, why is the Holy spirit important? And I'll ask everybody, including myself. Yeah. So um, that's more of a generalized, so you don't have to just, yeah don't feel like put on the spot, but I guess my question would be, why is the Holy spirit so important? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's the promise of the father. Number one. So either the father is good on his promise or he's not, and he's a liar. So if you are not filled with the Holy spirit, either God lied or something, something in you is not surrendered. Um, and uh, we know that no one can cry out Abba Father unless it's done by the Spirit. It's the yeah. Spirit Abba. within us that cries out Abba. So it's like we know that we are God's children by this evidence of the crying out Abba Father. It's the yeah. longing for God. So like um, the necessity of the Holy Spirit, you can't live life without him, period. I mean that may sound fundamental. It may sound really simple, but it's just elementary one oh one, you cannot be a Christian without the indwelling of the spirit. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So there's a difference between the indwelling of the spirit and then the like baptism of the spirit. So yeah. reju like regeneration, that is part of, you know, being justified before God. Yeah. It's we cannot cry out Abba Father unless we are dwelt within by the Holy Spirit, unless we are convicted of sin, unless we are convinced that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and we are led to this place of confession. We're led to this place of saying, not my will, but yours be done. We're led to this place of saying, I want to deny myself, take up my cross daily and follow you. Um, But it's also Jesus promised streams of living water would flow from within those those who are filled with the Spirit. And it's the, I don't want just to be a cup that holds water. I don't want to be a dammed up lake. I want to be a flowing river. And that's what the Lord wants. He wants us to be flowing rivers that are giving life wherever we go. And, um, you know, uh, so why, why do we need the Holy spirit? Uh, the world is crying out for redemption, whether they realize it or not. And, (laughs) you know, Paul talks about it in Romans 8 saying, you know, all creation groans in eager expectation for the sons of God, sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Our earth is longing for hope. They're longing for peace. They're longing for restoration. And they're looking anywhere and everywhere they can find it. And it is when we are filled with the spirit, it's not just that we ourselves have been regenerated, 
but we now are agents who can walk as Jesus walked and do what Jesus did, healing the earth, yeah. bringing new creation wherever we go, that the earth would look like heaven. And it's, um, you know, I don't want to press that too far because I, I, I do believe that there will be a day when the Lord returns. I mean, like we yeah. say that in the Apostles' Creed. Um, we won't. We, get we don't to be, have the power to make everything yeah. right. We get to but, be kind of agents of re-imaging the earth, but at the same time, like it's not about that. It's about right. His covenant relationship with us and the consummation of that. Yep. The, yep. the whole Earth thing is just a part of that. It is important. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, and I would just so. I would echo everything you said, and I would just say, uh, um, whenever whenever uh, certain people say like. Like I had a, a, a Chinese uh, foreign exchange student in one of my college classes ask me, what, what do you have to do to be Christian? And I said, right. we, our, our religion is slightly set apart from others in that you don't necessarily have to do anything. But at the same time, there are like two or three important things you kind of have to do. But um, I told her that you need to have a relationship with yeah. the God yeah. that you're worshiping in our religion uh, versus other ones, you just have to do certain things like keep the practices. Yeah. And, uh, when, when people say you have to have a relationship with God or a relationship with Jesus, that can't happen without the Holy spirit. Yeah. That's, right. I was thinking the same thing. It's our connection point and the Holy spirit brings the presence of Christ to us. Like, I mean, that's, I think maybe that's why people who may not be Christian don't get, maybe don't understand that, that, a little nuanced point of it is yeah. that they think we read a Bible and are like, Oh, God's speaking to me through the pages. Well, he is, yeah. but at the same time, we do have a direct line the through the spirit. To you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you can't, you yeah. can't have a relationship without communication. There you go. It's just plain I, right. I will yeah. say that, um, just, and I'm not going to go on to think cause we are, we, we want to get to this last cool question for our guests, but I'll just say that like uh, the model of a Christian and God's relationship, the relationship between, a Christian and yeah. God um, is a great model for any relationship. If you think about it before mm -hmm. you even enter into a relationship with him, God already did so much for you in yeah. consideration. Right. And so if you think about a relationship as like a give and take, God takes that first step with you and says like, I'm willing to do all this for you. And then you come to God and you say, wow, I guess I'm willing to do a bunch of stuff back the uh, out of thanks and consideration and love. Uh -huh. And if you take that and apply it to marriage or friendship or, uh, you know, dating or any of that stuff, you find that you are setting like a really good precedent for like the future of your relationship where you're both like working towards each other and uh, like yeah. constantly want to keep in touch. And anyway, it's like his name and his nature are love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question, Zach. What do we got? Okay. You know it. Yeah. You always make me ask this one. Well, I like the way you phrase it. Yeah. I always muck it up. All right. So what would be the change that you would want to see in the church? Meaning it could be all Christians could be the global church. Um, it could be something we're doing wrong. It could be something that we just aren't doing or neglecting. It could be something we need to add. Um, we ask this to everyone <laughs> on the spot, on the spot. <laughs> yeah. So I've been praying and thinking through this question because this is, it's, it's a big question. Um, and I, I think that it comes back to what's been even at the heart of this, the discussion and it's celebrating the work 
and the person of the Holy Spirit. And it really is the work and the person of the Holy Spirit keeps us from being a religion of humanism. Yeah. Because we can merely relegate Ooh. Jesus to being a inspirational figure. You're going out on a limb. A teacher. Saying, <laughs> yeah. He's a teacher. And there's even like within, within, uh, within, uh, the bounds of Christianity, there are churches who have, um, made Jesus a myth. Yeah. And, uh, cringe they've made <laughs> yeah. they've made the resurrection a myth it's no longer historic right. and or they know, say that made, it doesn't matter right uh yeah. because what it is is it's an effort to say we believe that jesus is very inclusive and he wouldn't exclude anyone yeah. and it's seeing human suffering and seeing a human need and reforming and reshaping what scripture says in order to meet what we feel that human need is and how well if jesus really loves people he would never want anyone to go to hell so like i know that like this is a i'm opening up a can of worms here at the end but like what this all comes back (laughs) i'm gonna bring it i'll let that be a like a future podcast um what i'm bringing it back to is the person and the work of the holy spirit does not allow us that luxury because what the holy spirit did in the life of jesus what he did in the life of the early church, um, like, and I am by no means espousing a um, heresy here that you know Jesus became divine at baptism, uh, and John, or like in the, in the waters of baptism, like no, yeah. Jesus was fully divine. <laughs> I just want to settle that from the very beginning. I do not believe that, like, but the ministry of Jesus was marked by the work of the Spirit. The min- the ministry yeah. of the church as the act of the church as they continued in the work that jesus did was they did the same things jesus did they healed the sick um you know they stretched out their hands and you know people people were people were were healed uh you know it's the book of acts really happened or it didn't yeah and the thing that pentecost says it's not just for you it's for your children it's for all who are far off it's what not just the assemblies of God, but so many other denominations. And the Holy Spirit has done a wonderful job since 1906 of infiltrating every mainline denomination. The world is much more Pentecostal or charismatic, however you want to say it, because we really do believe, actually, yeah, um, God does stuff on the earth. He's not distant. He's not far off. He's really concerned with human condition, with human suffering, and he's concerned with redeeming creation. So what would my what would I what would I change or what would I want to see happen more in the church, in the global church? I would I would love to see the the ministry and the work of the spirit celebrated. Yeah. Um and not just relegated to Pentecost Sunday, and not just relegated to a sermon series, and not relegated to following up with a Francis Chan book. As great yeah. as that is, that can be a launching pad, but it's living in the life of Pentecost and that's where we say come Holy Spirit every time and we recognize we respond to he who is our counselor, our comforter, yeah. the gift of the father. Um, you know, it, it, it's, he's the gift of the father who is poured out through the son. Right. Um, All our churches should be and, living into this too. It's not just, um, it's not just for those weird Pentecostal types over there, you know? <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's and, a person. It's a whole person of the Trinity that, 
many churches are just not even paying attention to. Right. Because it's weird. <laughs> and we yeah. and we desperately need. Yeah. Well, all right. So, there you go. Yeah. Thank you so much, CJ, for being with yeah. us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This has been great. It's been yeah. so much fun. All right. It's been awesome. So I'll just say that uh, for all of everybody listening, we also appreciate you stopping in with us. Uh, we want to say that, of course, we are uh, around and about on all the social media stuff and uh, on all the places you can find a podcast. Yeah, I, check us out. I would uh, I would be very surprised if you got on your main podcast app. Whatever you use. And it, we were not on there. Yeah. Now, if you want to, if you want to be like, no, I only use uh, Greg's great podcast uh, website from 1997, and uh, you're not on Before there. Before podcasts were invented, and uh, you know, so uh, check us out, please, and thank you to everyone who does already. And At Houseplants Podcast, like, share us. If you're from As- us all the stars. If you're from Asbury, you should get on there and comment and let us know how yeah. crazy we are for talking about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much, and we will we'll, uh, see you next time. Thanks again. See you guys. Bye.